Welcome to the So You're Moving to Tampa Bay podcast. Get the information you need to help make Tampa Bay your new home. Iris Green, realtor with Keller Williams and Trisha Hirschfeld, military spouse and executive assistant for Military Home Base, shed light on all you need to know for your move to Tampa Bay. From expenses to savings and from fun to facts, Trisha and Iris are delivering all the dirty details. Hey everybody, this is Iris and Trish, and we are here to discuss your move to Tampa Bay, and we cannot wait to uh, to give you guys this information. I think it's going to be fun. Today, we are going to talk unexpectedly expensive and what that means. So we're going to talk about money. Everybody's favorite subject. <laughs> it can be fun or, or it can be scary. I think I think the important thing, though, is to make sure when you guys are getting ready for your move to Tampa that you have a clear understanding of cost. Yes, and what to expect when it comes to money here. It is a little bit more expensive than some places that I've been. A lot of people think Florida, they think cheap, and the reality is only on some things. Yes. So I guess the first thing is location as it relates to cost. Obviously, the closer you get in the city, the more expensive it generally is, just general cost of living. Most people, I find, enjoy uh, the more suburban life so they can afford to have a pool, bigger house, square footage. Absolutely. <laughs> I think you guys went through this when you moved here, right? Well, we looked into Tampa because we wanted to be closer to my husband's work and an apartment there would have been more expensive than a four-bedroom home further out into the suburb. Yeah, and you guys ended up with a new construction house, mm -hmm. and I know that's a topic we're going to cover in another cast, talking about new construction, the realities, and what to expect. This one's all about money. So the best part is gas is cheap. Yes, now. Now it's June. <laughs> <laughs> so today is August 25th, 2020, and gas, when I got it yesterday, was $2.07 a gallon. I think when we moved here four years ago, it was over $3 a gallon. Ah, but we were in California when we moved here. We were pushing almost $4 a gallon there. So, Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'll take even further on $3 a gallon. So going back to what you said about living kind of in the outskirts, mm -hmm. outside of town, and how it was cheaper per square foot, unfortunately, it's also much more expensive in other ways. I know your husband works on McDill Air Force Base, and I know he probably takes the Salmon Expressway, right? Yes. yes. So we did see those unexpected expenses, but I mean, we weighed them, the pros and cons, and I worked from home, and so I didn't really have to drive a whole lot. It wasn't, it didn't really balance out to where we would want to live closer to his work. Mm -hmm. We still saved money, and we were able to have fun and enjoy our space instead of being confined to a smaller area. So the Selman Expressway is one of our toll roads that takes you into downtown Tampa, in South Tampa. Um, I can tell you that my husband did the commute, and from the beginning of the expressway all the way to the end, he was spending about $120 a month on tolls. So you want to make sure that if you're living on the outskirts, you're considering toll costs. Um, the other thing to consider is car insurance. That's a scary topic, can I say, because I have yeah. a teenage driver. <laughs> and it definitely went up when we moved here, and we came from D.C., and it wow. got higher here. <laughs> yeah, I know that when we moved from California to here, I want to say our insurance tripled. And when our daughter came on, I just kind of 
want to be sick when I think about it. I, I essentially make a luxury car payment every month just to pay for insurance on a vehicle. So you're going to want to account for that. And just so you know, we are going to have another episode all about insurance where we are going to talk about the different types of insurance you should expect to encounter while you're here and the average costs to get that insurance. Um, so we won't go too far down the rabbit hole of car insurance. Um, so let's talk about some other things. We talked about tolls. We talked about car insurance. Let's talk about traffic. Oh, Lord. <laughs> So when we say expensive, obviously that's not costing you money or much money necessarily, so much as time. So you live about 30 miles yes. from, from base. Mm -hmm. How long does it take your husband to get from base to your house? Um, it roughly takes about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic. So if there's an accident, we're looking further than an hour. If it's just congestion, we're looking for 45 minutes. So I want you guys to take this into consideration. Um, my husband and I also live about 30 miles from base, give or take. It would take him an hour and 15 minutes. So almost 15 to 30 minutes longer than your husband, simply by virtue of location. So unfortunately, there's a ton of construction happening here. Um, there's a ton of road construction happening here. And COVID has been kind to our commute lately. Um, not so much our health, but our commutes are better. I would say that you should expect to spend time on the road. So you guys are going to have to decide whether location or commute is going to be more important to you. Yeah, it's either going to be a cost to your wallet or it's going to be a cost in your time. So you have to decide where where your value weighs um, and, and how that it impacts quality of life. because. I have to tell you, my husband was happy to make that commute because he enjoyed the quality of life in our neighborhood. Yeah. How about you guys? Yeah. Um, Gage loved it. We came from D.C., so the traffic there was a whole lot worse, mm -hmm. and the tolls were a whole lot more expensive. So he didn't really mind the drive so much, but he, he was a lot happier to come home to a, a big house, uh -huh. his house, mm -hmm. than to something smaller or living on base. Yeah, we were a lot less happy on base. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so that's a personal preference thing. So the only one who can decide what compromises you're willing to make within your family and within your budget is you and your family. Yeah. So as far as quality of life in Tampa generally, I we love it here. My husband actually retired out of here and poor Trish is getting ready to leave us. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go. I don't like the heat and it's very hot here. It is very hot here and it's humid. So you guys obviously can't see me, but I have very curly hair and it doesn't do well in humidity. That's going to be another episode too, you guys. Uh, we actually are going to have some professionals come on and talk about your skin and your hair in Tampa <laughs> or in Florida in general. So anyways, cost. Uh, let's get back to cost. What about home maintenance? Because we have sun. 12 months out of the year. We have humidity, I would say about seven months out of the year. What costs do you feel like you saw here that you wouldn't see somewhere else? Um, our biggest cost was lawn care because it is incredibly difficult to keep your grass alive. <laughs> alive? I know that sounds weird with the rain we get, but um, we have a lot of pests. Yes, <laughs> so it has a lot of pests. So yeah, we paid for lawn care. And of course, for the first three years, my husband was like, I can do it. I know what I'm doing. I'll research. 
we had to hire out because yeah. see, we, you don't know unless you you've done this for a long time and you or you live here. Yeah, I can agree with that because my, <laughs> my husband said the same thing, and um, he's uh, after after about two weeks, he was like, you know, maybe we should go ahead and hire somebody. I think that would be a good idea. So lawn care, okay, that's part of homeownership. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the homeowner associations make sure you keep yes. up your lawn. So for us, lawn care means something different than a lot of other areas of the country. So you actually have to have pest control for your mm-hmm. lawn. You have to have fertilization for your lawn monthly. And then, of course, you have to cut. And that brings up another cost is water. Mm-hmm. Some neighborhoods have reclaimed water, which saves you a ton on your water bill. And some don't. So you're, you're paying for watering. And I know what you're thinking. It's Florida. Doesn't it rain? Yes, it does, but not 12 months out of the year necessarily. So our dry season is usually the winter and early spring. So you do have to water. What else with home maintenance? Because I know when you guys sold your house, there were some things that you guys did. Yes. So we had carpet when we bought it, mm-hmm. which was a huge mistake. <laughs> I mean, either you're at the beach or you're at the pool, either way, you need hard surfaces, or at least for us, we did. So we ended up putting in a new floor mm-hmm. and then there was maintenance for that. We had to make sure that it was taken care of, that we didn't track dirt and stuff in. Mm-hmm. We cleaned it up immediately because the moisture would get underneath the baseboards. So there was that and stucco. So stucco homes are extremely common here and not all builders apply the stucco the same. Sometimes it's a thin layer, so you get cracks. Well, when you get cracks, and the cracks develop just over time, weathering, and we, if if the sun is beating down on your paint 24-7, you're going to get cracks and your paint is going to dry out. Um, So we're going to go a little bit deeper into the home maintenance side in another cast, but just know you're going to have some additional costs with upkeep of the exterior of your home. Roofs don't last here as long as they do in other parts of the country because of the weather impact on the roofs. And homeowner associations. (laughs) They're great. (laughs) Well, they have their benefits, but they have different costs. So homeowner associations, and then we have something here called CDBs, community development Mm -hmm. districts, that also can cost you money and sometimes cost you more than homeowners association. So we're going to cover that in a different in a different cast, but your homeowners associations, although they cost you money, can also protect your assets. Yes. So that's something to just kind of take into consideration. And then swimming pools. I was not lucky enough to have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> the cost of swimming pools here, you can get one for as little as 32000 installed. We're talking about in ground. Or you can go all the way up to over 100000 um, On average, the houses that I see are 50000 52, right around there. Um, so it's cheaper to buy a house that already has a pool than it is to put one in because you will never get that value back dollar for dollar, although you may get it back in quality of life. So it kind of goes back into that whole cost factor. And you will use it here. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes, you will use it here. And I have to tell you during COVID, that was the saving grace in my house. What about a lanai? Ah, lanais. So lanais, known in other parts of the country as patios or back porches, lanais here, having them screened is almost a must because of our pests. We get a lot of lizards, geckos, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Those 
Those are the ones I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> gators. Uh, yes, we have alligators too. We uh, we do. Anywhere you see water in the state of Florida, you should just automatically assume that there is an alligator in it. Um. So going going back to cost, right? Allergies. I was lucky enough not to have allergies, but I have met some people who. I mean, they just, they can't go outdoors. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, um, my husband has severe allergies. I have them in California. I don't have them so much here. Um, to give you guys some perspective, Trish and I are both military spouses. Mm -hmm. And in my case, my husband's retired 20 years, and we actually moved all over and outside of the country 12 times total in the course of 20 years. <laughs> so different parts of the country have different allergens, and that affects the cost and quality of life because... Allergies can be miserable. So you don't have them. Does Gage have them? No, we're so lucky that we don't. But I mean, when we first moved here, I guess I experienced a little bit of it mm -hmm. just because we came from all the way up north to all the way down south. But I mean, I guess I acclimated to it. So I don't really have it now. But we have a neighbor who moved in from New York and they couldn't leave their house for two months. Oh my gosh. Like they literally, the second they walked outside, they couldn't breathe. And their face would get all red and they're, I mean, it was just awful. I didn't know what to do for them. <laughs> like, I, I can just like hand you your groceries at the door, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I laugh, but truly that was a miserable, miserable thing. It is a miserable thing for my husband. I know he had to have his sinuses scraped and all that fun stuff. So there may be additional medical costs associated with this. So anyways, cost, cost, cost. Uh, let's talk about your utilities. You have to. <laughs> we have to. So utilities. Mm -hmm. Your electricity is probably going to be higher here than lots of other areas, other areas of the country. Not all communities here have natural gas. In fact, a lot of the newer communities are all electric. Water. There's reclaimed water. We kind of talked about that earlier. There's reclaimed water, and then there's, of course, your county water, and then there's well water. So you have the cost associated with maintaining your, your well pump and all of that. Uh, the cost to dig a new well can be pricey. That has, has happened with customers I've had. I think it all depends on you and, and where you want to live. Uh, just so you know, within the city, there are homes that are still on well. They're not all automatically tapped into the county or city water. And city of Tampa has its own water system. Just something to take into consideration. Electricity. So, Trish, you had a newer house. What year was your house built? Uh, 2016. And what was your average electric bill? Because you had a four-bedroom, two-bath, mm -hmm. single-story house. I don't think it ever got above 160, but we never, I mean, we used our AC. We had it set. 69 at night to 72 during the day. So we kept it pretty low, but our bill was, was pretty low as well, which was surprising because anytime we used our AC up north, I mean, our bill skyrocketed $300. So I was really impressed with it here. And the one time we put our heat on, our fire alarms went off. <laughs> well, you only put your heat on maybe a day or two out of the year here. So. Oh, it, was, it was so funny. It was <laughs> hilarious. But I did see a bump in our electric bill that day. We, we have a slightly different situation than you. Our house is about the same size yours was, right around 2,000 square feet. Same number, four bedrooms, two baths. The difference between Trisha's house and my house is my house is older. It was built in 2004, and we have a pool, and I have vaulted ceilings. So same square footage, older house, single-paned windows, and my air conditioning system was older. So in the summer, my electric bill would get up to about 400 to $425 a month. 
And that was in the peak months of August and September. That's crazy. Yeah, I admit it's crazy. <laughs> and we keep ours set at 78 during the day, and we would drop it to 76 at night. That's too hot. That's way too hot. I can't sleep in 76 degree weather. Well, so, and then let me tell you what we did. We ended up replacing all of our windows, which is super expensive, but totally worth it in the long run. And um, we replaced our air conditioning system in 2018. And our peak electric bill since has been $250. So it dropped it by $200. So that's, that's better. It's a lot better. Yeah. Well, and something else, we have gas heat and gas cooking, whereas Trish, you had all electric and you were still way under what we did. And that's the difference between the newer construction and the existing homes. The trade-off is I got a pool with an existing home. Yeah, and vaulted ceiling. And vaulted ceiling. They kind of don't make them the same way they used to. And that has its pluses and minuses, but it's something for you guys to keep in mind. So let's talk about some other things. What about childcare? That was something that was really, it was an expensive thing here for me. I was our first child, so I didn't really know much about childcare anywhere else. But here, we were looking at either between 145 to 185 for part-time childcare here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was with a new place that was just built. Um, Is that per week or per, per week? Okay. So we're looking at 500 to $800, depending where we want to go. The newer one was cheaper, but the learning center in Brandon it was much more expensive, but I mean, it had amazing reviews and everybody loved it and, and all that. So I just, I was lucky enough to find somebody who let me work from home and <laughs> I didn't have to pay childcare, but it is, it's pricey, pricey here, but I don't know about anywhere else because I've, I've only ever been here. So we've paid childcare uh, in several of our duty stations that we lived at. Florida, I would say is pretty close to on par with California, maybe a little bit less now. But I found the cost to be pricey here. So definitely take that into consideration, especially when you're deciding where to live, because if you are a dual income family or a single parent who works, childcare, you're you're probably going to have to have it because the the commute is going to require longer days than perhaps you're used to where you're currently living. Definitely look into your childcare options. And when you're doing that, you want to make sure that the child care options you are exploring are accredited. So make sure you do your research. There are a lot of in-home child care providers who are very good, but aren't licensed. You know, you definitely want to take all that into consideration and do careful research. There's some fantastic uh, parent groups here Mm -hmm. in the Tampa Bay area that you can join on social media to get recommendations and yeses and nos on yes. <laughs> on where, where to take your, your kid, no matter the age. And their experiences with certain places. You yeah. can avoid them or you can go there. I think there's definitely value in doing your social research. Yeah. You know, take it with a grain of salt because people tend to speak up more when they're unhappy than when they're happy. So do your research and do it independently. Don't just rely on the reviews. Also rely on, on licensure and everything else. So I think that kind of wraps that piece up. Is there anything else you can think of with cost? For us, moving here, we had to get storage. So the expense, another expense of moving and moving from here, because we also have a storage unit now, right. we're waiting to PCS. PCS means move, for those of you who don't do military don't speak. Do military speak. <laughs> yes. We're waiting to relocate to Washington. So we have a storage unit here, and those those can be a little bit pricey too. We have a smaller one for maybe an apartment, two-bedroom apartment, and it is $125, and you have to have insurance. 
Well, and, and here you definitely want to consider whether you need a climate control unit. Is your yes. unit climate control? It's not, but that's because we don't have anything in there that needs it. So I have a climate controlled unit. I have a daughter in college in the Orlando area or Winter Park area. We're paying out $85 a month for what's essentially a walk-in closet. And that mm -hmm. includes insurance, but it's climate controlled because yeah. she's got upholstered items in there. Um, storage here is not inexpensive and climate controlled, especially so. Yes. Uh, do we need anything else? Contractors. <laughs> we're doing a whole nother segment on that. Yeah, we are. We're doing a whole nother segment on contractors and maintenance and upgrades and all of that that you can do to your home once you get into it. With that being said, I think we've covered almost everything that you should expect as far as unexpected expenses. So I hope you'll join us on our next cast, The Commute Conundrum. We're going to kind of dig into the commute and, and what it all looks like. So stay tuned or download. We'll talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening to So You're Moving to Tampa Bay. If you would like to connect with Iris and Trish, you can find them on Facebook at the So You're Moving to Tampa Bay Facebook page or connect via the So You're Moving to Tampa Bay Facebook group. They look forward to welcoming you home.